And I think that's something that we'll touch upon a lot in this series about being mindful about mm. what you're doing and being organized in a way that helps you feel more in control, more focused. It's not about writing more papers or doing more stuff because you already do enough. Mm. It's about being more in control. Welcome everybody to the 47th episode of the Struggling Scientist podcast. We're a podcast by scientists, for scientists, anyone size adjacent and perhaps even hobbyists. My name is Susanna and I'm here with my co-host Jaron. Hi. We are here today with a brand new series called PhD Productivity. And in this series, we're going to discuss interesting tools and resources specifically for PhD students and, of course, other scientists, all with the goal to make you more organized and, above all, a happier PhD student. Because nothing is worse than that feeling that you have lost all control. And in the last years of our PhD, we have learned about some tools that will help you feel in control again. In this first episode, we're going to talk about the why, how and what of this new series. And then we're going to tell you about the first tool that made a major difference in our lives. So let's start. So PhD productivity. I'm excited about this new series within our podcast. What about you, Jaron? For sure. As I think we'll sooner sooner or later uh, touch upon. Yes, this is a major, major hobby interest of you. Spoilers. Spoilers, (laughs) yes. No. (laughs) But uh, I know you love this topic. And I'm really glad that we can now discuss this in this new series. So let's start about the why of the series. Why do we think it's useful to talk about this? Well, the first point is that our listeners actually asked for it. (laughs) Well, we asked our listeners if they wanted it and they said yes. True, true, yes. It was a good question to ask. Uh, it's it one out of the other options. <laughs> so here we are with our new series. Jadon, why else are we talking about this? Well, first off, well, second off, I guess, using productivity tools helps you feel a bit more in control of what you're doing and mm. have things more... Yeah, the feeling of control is not something you often feel, I guess, in the PhD, at least for me, in my not case. Not at all, no. Yeah. And you tend to get overwhelmed a lot by the amount of projects and the deadlines and stuff like that. So, well, also mm-hmm. you you plan something mm-hmm. and then your PI comes in and, and then, then they also put like extra stuff on top of you and then you completely feel like chaos again. Yes, and that and, feeling of chaos is like super present in a PhD. Yeah, because it's not like you can prioritize and say like, okay, then I won't do A, I'll do B and D. No, no, it's like, oh, but we still want you to do A. <laughs> but then also there are these other people with other priorities that you also have to take into account and it's just, it's a lot. Yep. And I think already sort of making a planning for yourself and being a sort of aware of what your priorities are mm-hmm. helps a lot. Yeah. And I think that's something that we'll touch upon a lot in this series about also being mindful about mm. what you're doing and, and being organized in a way that helps you feel more in control, more focused. It's not about writing more papers or, or doing more stuff because you already do enough. Mm. Every, every PhD out there is like a hardworking person, but it's, be, it's about being more in control. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's often... Especially with new things getting added onto your to-do list, as it were, by by your boss or your supervisor or whatever. It's hard to keep track of it all. It's hard to prioritize them all in your head. And mm. I think these tools will really help sort of reduce the amount of time that you're sort of spending on just thinking like, oh, what should I do? Because you have it all in front of you. It's outside of your brain. And then you can just use your brain for thinking, what exactly am I going to do once I have all that information in front of me? And also, yeah, indeed, a lot to keep track of and ideas get lost sort of in the, that might have been great ideas in the end. And there's definitely also tools to help with that. And we'll talk about a lot of different things in this series. 
over time, of course. Yes. Yes. Another reason that we want to talk about this is because during the course of the PhD, we have, of course, discovered quite a lot of tools, different things that we have tried. I think also uh, doing this podcast and trying to keep that organized has thrown us into the world of productivity tools <laughs> that you will not necessarily normally know about as a PhD student. I honestly think that academia is one of the most disorganized spaces ever. (laughs) And there could be a lot of improvement. But we have seen a lot of these tools and we have now also used a lot of them. And I think it would be... I wish I would have known about them at the beginning of my PhD. Mm -hmm. So that from like the beginning, I could have kept better track of what I was doing and be more mindful about what I was doing. No, for sure. And I mean, I think it's also just the the thing of we think that there is maybe like one tool out there for us, but it's just you need to figure out what is right for you, Mm -hmm. right? Like you need to know that these options exist and which, which features you really need. And I think... With this episode, we might highlight a little bit of that as well uh, moving forward. And there's also not a lot of PhD-specific or science-specific or Mm academia-specific things like this. I mean, when you go into the world of productivity tools, you always end up with businesses and things like that. Uh, And I think there's a lot to win here still. Yes, no, for sure. Uh, And yeah, I guess uh, last in terms of... The reasons why we want to do this is it's also just been a big interest of mine. I've been interested in productivity tools. So this this episode is exactly what I want to be talking <laughs> about. Um, I think maybe it's a deep-seated feeling of not feeling productive enough and wanting to get more productive as it were. So take that with a grain of salt. But I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to to delve deeper into different productivity tools as well. Well, I don't, I don't think necessarily patients need to be more productive Mm -hmm. but it's definitely also helpful to keep better track of your goals and then also the feeling of like checking these goals Mm -hmm. and like seeing your progress in that way also helps a lot no for sure but that's why i'm saying uh, it's more of a deep-seated feeling for me of (laughs) like i still want to be more productive i don't know yeah it's probably not going to happen but it's more about indeed what you said of being more mindful of the Mm -hmm. the progress that you are making yes okay well then let's talk about the how we're gonna do this well, in our podcast, of course. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> but uh, also in our blog. We are revamping our blog at this moment. And we're going to write some great blogs, hopefully. <laughs> that's that's the plan. <laughs> that uh, highlight a lot of these different tools and do comparisons. And uh, so definitely also keep that in mind. And if you want to be updated about this, also subscribe to our newsletter, which you can find via the strugglingscientist.com slash newsletter. And then you will be updated about everything we do, our new new episodes, our new blogs, everything, basically. Yes. And that's how we want to talk about these things. Yes. And I guess moving forward as well, we also want to be doing, at least when it comes to the podcast, we want to do one topic of this per episode. We're planning on having many episodes. We've made an entire list of the different things that we want to talk about. And And it's, of course... A series within our podcast, so it's not the only thing we're going to be talking about. It's going to be added. <laughs> so uh, yes, will be really interesting to see how that works. And I think it's important to mention, it's not just going to be Excel and PowerPoint, just, just so you know. Oh, no, we're no, not... no, 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 definitely not. No, definitely we, we not. have a lot of different and unique and I would say in many cases better options. Than mm, Excel for sure. <laughs> yes, or Outlook. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, that. And uh, we'll, of course, tell you about the tools that we've been using and why they work for us. But we'll also be testing out different tools for you guys and seeing what the pros and cons are of them. 
uh, because of course you need to see what works for you and what what works for you i for example am a very very visual person generally is a bit more of the note-taking some tools work for both some tools are better for one than the other it you you can try them out and well of course we will be trying them yeah. out and telling you the pros and cons of all of them yes and like i said it's a series within our podcast so of course we'll keep all the other interesting things also but every once in a while we'll be doing uh, one of these productivity episodes and uh, hopefully you guys will tune in for them yes i'm sure someone will be eager to listen to our entire episode on excel macros and not just joking. <laughs> oh no okay <laughs> <laughs> and then last up to talk about before we start with our uh, first tool is the what uh well we have many many ideas like jaron said mm -hmm. uh, everything from ai assistance to second brains and mind mapping there's so much out there that you don't know about if you're just in the phd mm. and uh, i'm excited to talk about them yeah even like standard things like email you can you can get other email services as well that are way better actually i would say mm. so yeah i don't know i'm i'm looking forward to delving deeper into these as well yes we are very excited to be able to introduce you to our new sponsor jenny ai not only does jenny make our podcast possible it also makes our life as scientists so much easier Jenny is an all-in-one writing assistant that has everything that we have been missing in other AI tools. Yes, first off, unlike other AI tools, it actually finds accurate information in papers and cites its sources. It does not make things up and only uses real verified information that you can then also check the source of. Second, it's a writing assistant trained for academic papers and helps you write your paper by suggesting the next sentence or the end of your sentence. Or, if you get really stuck, you can ask it to write an entire paragraph completely removing the writer's block I so often struggle with when I don't know the right words to make my point. It helped me write an introduction to a paper I've been struggling with in half an hour. It even suggests which papers to cite. You can add your own library or search the entire internet for papers. Just type the add symbol to easily add a reference and it gets automatically added to the reference list. And the last thing we absolutely love is that it has an AI chatbot that can see your document and give feedback on how to improve your manuscript. Or you can ask it questions, such as what are the potential therapeutic benefits of dot dot dot, and it will search through the papers for you for the answer. I can only say that my stress level has gone down significantly since I started using Jenny. Check out the free version now at thestrugglingscientist.com slash Jenny, and if you love it, use the code SCIENCE20 for a 20% discount. Um, yeah, and just to, to highlight again, these are tools we have been trying out and they've helped us with, with our PhDs at least in the later stages. Again, as we said before, we wish we knew about them a yes. bit sooner. <laughs> it would have been great. It would have really, really made the thing a little bit easier and just help us keep track of what we're doing and feel that feeling of accomplishment. But I think they're still going to be useful, not only just for us, but for our audience, you guys as well. Yes. So I guess that um, is it in terms of introduction. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the first tool that we want to talk about that really, really made a big difference for us. And that is Notion. Yes. Now, if you want to check it out, uh, you can find it via thestrugglingscientist.com slash Notion. And you write that as... Uh, N-O-T-I-O-N. And if you follow this link, you will also be supporting our podcast because Notion will know that we send you guys. Uh, so that would be really cool. But we think it's a really, really cool tool and we have been using it. We sort of started with it because of the podcast and having to keep track of that. 
but it also grew into something that I really used during the PhD. But let's start. What is it, Jaron? Yeah, so when first delving into Notion, at its simplest form, it's a sort of note-taking tool. Like you can literally just open a, a page, as it were, like, I don't know if you have an iPhone or, or an Android, you can just open like those standard note-taking thing there and you can just start typing away. It's a very simple note-taking tool, but you can do a lot more with it than just sort of sort of mark down note-taking uh, like you can do on your, I don't know, Samsung Notes or uh, Apple Notes or whatever. And yeah, you can add, like there are people who run their entire businesses and teams using Notion. And you can keep it as simple as you actually want. Um, there are other people who just use it to keep track of their grocery list. So yes. it can be, it's easy to get started with and it has a steep learning curve that you can do a lot with if you really want to take it to the next level. Yeah, it has a lot of different options and tools and I also don't know all of them because it's something that you also learn as you go, basically. Mm -hmm. But uh, even the, the simple things are already so useful and we used it, of course, first as for the podcast. Uh, and it's such a good tool also to keep your ideas and your information sort of centralized and be collaborative with that. I don't think otherwise... Otherwise, it would have been very difficult to keep it, keep track of everything and our plans and our goals and everything. Everything is in Notion, basically. Yes. All 800 plus memes are in Notion. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you can make agendas, to-do lists, tables, meeting notes, workflows. There's also a lot of people that um, make templates and sell them online. So if you're using, uh, if you're looking for something that you don't have to do too much work on but you want to use it for something, you can check those out. Mm. Um, also, the tem there are also free templates. Of course, yes. So. But there, there are some people doing really, really cool things with it. And you can also really easily share information with your team uh, by inviting them to collaborate on the project, which is really nice if you're writing a review with other people or mm. if you're just writing a paper with multiple authors. It can be such a great way to share information and ideas and that's all what it's all about in science right yes. original ideas <laughs> yes and again with this phd productivity tools we want to help you get more in control of your productivity and how you feel about how pro how productive you're being and i think notion is a great tool for for that yes okay well our experiences with it we also want to talk about those of course jaron which one is the first one yes so i think Right off the bat, when you get started with Notion, it's about capturing ideas. You'll you'll be faced with a blank page unless you decide to go with a template. Uh, and you can just start capturing whatever comes to mind, whether that's your grocery list or details for an experiment or something went wrong during your experiment and you need to write that down. Yeah, yes. capturing the idea is very easy on, in Notion, whether you have that on your, you can have it on your phone or just on your computer or whatever, and it's all connected. Um, and yeah, you could just begin typing down if anything changes or any idea you come up with. Yeah, it's also really nice that they have apps for everything. It's mm. also, I would say, for on your computer, it works the easy. It is easier on the computer. I do have to say that. Yeah, yeah. that's sort of where you set it up, mm -hmm. your your system and your organization. And then on your app, you can just add everything. Whenever you get a great idea at like 11 in the evening, you just go on your phone and add it really, really easily. Mm -hmm. And that, that's a really good feature of it also. Yes, no, for sure. Now, like I said, we, we also manage our podcast and social media platforms with Notion. 
uh, it's really great to keep track of all the information you need, all the, uh, I don't know, business codes that you'll need. Uh, the to, memes. The <laughs> memes. Uh, just, just planning also. It has mm-hmm. agenda features if you want it to have. It has to-do list features if you want it to Kanban have that. Kanban boards that you can sort of just move around how far your progress throughout the, the projects, for example, yes, as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, now we have recently also started using another app for keeping track of all the tasks that we had because it was going a bit crazy with how much we had. Mm-hmm. But... I think with Notion, you can almost do everything. I mean, I think it depends on the scope as well, right? Because in our case, we had a lot of very different projects Mm. overlapping a little bit in some point. So it's just like, okay, to keep track of it in a way that is still easily like visual that you can see like, okay, this is that project was was a bit hard. So I think what we switched to worked better for that for in our case. But I think if you have, in this case, like your PhD projects, I think that's still very easy to keep track of in Notion. I, I made a board mm-hmm. for my paper writing about like all the different things I needed to do to get my paper to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And then I had these blocks that you can then move from your to-do to ongoing to waiting for a response from your PI mm-hmm. <laughs> to done. And that helped me so much to, one, be motivated because I could give it a nice color and I could add like a nice picture and then I would be happy that I was doing this. Mm -hmm. That's something that really works for me. But also just these tiny tasks that you can sort of see moving and ongoing and then also finishing some of them. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there was a version 2 too, but you know, (laughs) Um, it really made me feel like I was more in control of the whole process. And I stopped thinking so much about all the things I needed to do because it was on paper. And with that, I also got like a lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't still need to do those things because, no. you know, you still need to do. But instead of worrying about all the tasks that mm-hmm. I need to do when I come home in the evening, I could actually relax a bit more no. and know that I have it under control because I have it nicely set up in this system. Um, and then tomorrow I will work on the next point. Yeah. I think it just helps in making the the very tedious things a little less tedious if if i'm i can sort of summarize at least also from my experience of working with uh, mm. notion and yeah i think it, it that's just great to to work with yes i also really love the to-do list option in it mm-hmm. personally i'm a huge to-do list fan mm-hmm. uh, and i love how notion handles that and how it how it integrates that into its system mm-hmm. also love it for packing everything for holidays yep for sure. Honestly, this tool, this this Notion tool, has is 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 ruling our lives at this point. <laughs> and it's important to mention that with some of those features from Notion, like the to do list, you can make it a, a a sort of standard template, and then like especially like with packing, you can just like okay, we're going on holiday again. We'll need the exact same mm-hmm. thing. Yep, there, all of them again. You don't have to refill it in. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so I think another feature that I've used a little bit more than you from Notion mm. that I've really loved is uh, the ability of like databases. So I think this is a feature that Notion really excels at uh, more than other tools that we might talk about in the future. Because the, these databases, if you're unfamiliar with them, they're effectively like an Excel spreadsheet. But I find them a little bit better than that because you can add tags and like stuff like that. You can find back what you're looking for. And I've used them the most for um, managing all the memes that we've scheduled for the <laughs> podcast. Because with 800 memes, you can imagine that sort of gets unwieldy at some point. And just having a tool where it's like, oh, yeah, that one. 
look it back up or just filing everything away. It has worked wonders for me, but I could also see it. And I hadn't gotten a chance to use this during my PhD for, for experiments, for example, but making a database of the different compounds that you've used before. Mm. And then whenever you, you, you do a subsequent experiment where you use that compound, you can just reference the, the, the compound in that database and just insert it like that. So you can like, which, which supplier was it? You fill it in once. Which supplier, how much, what did it cost, uh, what is it, what is it, what is it made of, when did you buy it, for example, and it's just oh, automatically populated into whatever you're writing or you're looking up for, writing down in for your experiments. So that's, yes. uh, that's what I found very handy about databases. I think Notion would also be a great tool for just your online lab book. Yes. I know most institutions have a preferred system, but mm -hmm. I think Notion... Is so much better than most of them. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Exactly. Like I actually switched from to Notion from another thing that we had to use mm. because this feature actually makes the lab book part a lot easier. The other way that we had to do it was manually putting the the, the PDF file of our protocol in each separate experiment. It was just oh, like, yeah, yeah okay, this is not this is not handy. So yeah, databases a great feature for managing your experiments and different compounds or whatever that you're working on if you also want to do that yes and then the next one is thesis writing the fun fun topic that we're busy with now yeah <laughs> <laughs> again just the organization of it all uh, splitting it out in different topics and different to-do lists if you want mm -hmm. in different boards just feeling like you have it under control and that you've thought of everything and that helps a lot no for sure Yep. I think this also ties in nicely with like the next thing about it as well as the reference managing. Because with your thesis, you're also going to need a lot of references. Mm -hmm. um, and again, what I mentioned before with the databases, you can also use that for managing your references. So Yeah, it's not it's not like a traditional no. reference manager where it automatically adds it mm -hmm. to but you can really easily make a page with a summary of your paper, mm -hmm. like little just a few sentences of what this paper is about. And then link that up every time you're you're writing about this paper so that you can easily look back into the paper and look back what it was about again. And mm -hmm. in that sense, but it's it's not a reference manager per se. No, no, exactly. So how I've used it, at least with writing my thesis is that I've made an entire database of articles that reference my protein of interest. And I just briefly highlighted like these are the main findings. So whenever I just scroll past now over 400 articles of my protein of interest, I just know, oh yeah, that paper was the one that mentioned this. Okay, like I could just glance at it and know exactly which reference I need versus having to like go back, dig, 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 like that. Mm, yeah. So in that sense, it's really handy. It, again, you do need to put in the effort for that database, but once you do, you'll have it for the rest of your PhD. Yes. Um, now, all these pages, like we said, you can share them with your collaborators. Uh, and make it password protected and make it safe so that nobody else can see it. But you can also share uh, pages publicly. And we have seen uh, people using that to yeah, make online CVs. Other mm. scientists, uh, we have seen using that like that. And it's just a nice overview of everything they've done. Maybe also uh, a CV of failures, as is quite popular these days. Mm -hmm. Would also be great to, to keep track of a notion. And with that, you don't have to make an entire website. You just make this one nicely organized page where people can click through to all the papers you have written with a nice little summary. And it really looks professional and great uh, by using Notion to do this. No, for sure. It has a very modern feel to it. Um, mm. It's quite 
I don't want to say minimal in a bad sense. It's just minimal in the sense of like, this is exactly what you need and not nothing that much fancier or more, right? Yeah. So I think it's great for that, yes. I mean, of course, if you want to go through the trouble to make an entire website, that's also great. Mm. That's definitely a lot more trouble. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you also have to pay for that. True. Yeah. Yeah, and Notion is free. That's, yes. uh, we haven't even mentioned that. Notion is free for, for basically everything you want, mm -hmm. except for the next part. <laughs> yep. No, exactly. <laughs> Um, maybe just to touch on that free part, even recently it added more stuff to the free free plan. Mm. So it's even be it's gotten better since we started using it. And I think that's also just what I've loved a lot about Notion is that they keep adding stuff even in the free plan. So it's not like you're you're locked into what you have the moment you sign into it. You keep getting stuff. It's actually pretty fun. And one of the stuff that you get, especially now still, is... Uh, access to uh, AI for for generating idea writing ideas and help that helps you yes. write in general. Well, it's 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 in alpha stage testing, mm. and for now it's free. But it is something that most likely in the future you will have to pay for. But it's honestly so amazing. Yep. I'm not sure how they do it, but you can very easily. So one of the things that I often use it for, we of course, if we make a podcast episode, we prepare this and we make show notes about a little bit about the topics that we're going to talk about. And then I just ask the AI to summarize it and boom, I have a nice summary about what we're going to talk about to use for, for, for the description of the episode. And it's always so great. Yes. And also, like I like it as well because it's a good brainstorming tool. Mm. Also, for in our case, with social media, we, we come up with our stuff ourselves, but it's nice to bounce it off the AI. It's like, what would the AI suggest? And it's like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, I forgot about that one indeed. But also just for writing in general, it, it's also just great for that, I think. Yeah, and yeah. it has a lot of lot of great options and I never expected it to be this good. Yeah. And honestly, I think once the AI is, is not free anymore, we will definitely start paying for it. Yeah. Because it, it just makes such a difference. Yes. But again, this is something, a feature that was added recently mm. to just as a test run indeed. And it's so great. And yeah, you do have to sign up for it yeah. extra uh, to, to be on the waiting list for the AI to have it already used. But I expect, I mean, it already works so great that they will add it to the normal version soon. Yes. But again, you can easily sign up for this uh, waiting list. So if you want to check out Notion, please go to the strugglingscientist.com slash Notion. And then you will go to the site. And then Notion will know that we sent you guys and then uh, they will like us more. <laughs> yes. And you will be supporting our podcast. Yes. So. I think that was pretty much everything that we use Notion for. I'm sure we forgot things because it's such a great tool and it has so many functionalities that even we don't know all, of, all about mm -hmm. yet. But I'm currently looking at the Notion page with our Notion, with our, uh, with our podcast note, notes. So um, we definitely use this very, very often and very, very uh, well, I would say. Yes, no, for sure. I, I struggle to imagine what our podcast would have looked like without Notion. <laughs> Yeah, like a word file that we're sharing <laughs> yeah, or something. A rough Google Docs. <laughs> Google Docs, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, no, I, I, I love Notion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can highly recommend this, not only just because you would support us, but like, even if you just get the free version, I, you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, just they offer so much. And only if you want to add like really, really big mm -hmm. files, then you would have to have the paid version. Or if you want, are, are like a business and you, you want to have more people collaborate more easy, mm -hmm. then they have really cool tools also in the paid version. But I don't know, do they have anything else that we could recommend out of the paid version? 
No, I think the biggest differences are indeed like that you can put files above uh, unlimited sizes. So mm. uh, with the free version, you're limited to five megabytes. Which is already... No, for sure. And nine. they've even, even with the remote biggest sort of update to the free version, they've up increased the amount of collaborators that you can work with. I believe it was previously four or five or something like that. And now it's at 10. So that's a big difference. So you can actually collaborate with your PI, all your other authors, depending on how many authors are in your paper. <laughs> you don't want them all in there. <laughs> you, you don't know? want them all in there, but you could if you wanted to. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think Notion offers you so much already at the free plan. And if you really wanted to throw entire like, you know, videos or whatever big data you have going on there, you could uh, yeah. as well. But then again, once the AI comes out for the mm -hmm. paid version... I think it it definitely becomes worth it all of a sudden. Yes. I am not sure how how Notion has added this AI, if it's just GPT that's like added I, to it. I think so. I think it and other uh, productivity tools have also tried to add it via that, just mm. as an integration, and then uh, they pay for, for how many times people and use it. And it's so great to yep. have it right there in your paper or your blog or whatever you're writing or your, your to-do list. Or I have even asked it, uh, in like we we just came back from a holiday somewhere in the Netherlands. <laughs> I have asked it what was what we could do in that area, and it actually knew this like really obscure area in the <laughs> Netherlands and what we could do there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I am so impressed by this AI uh, that Notion has added. Mm -hmm. um, it's really cool. No, for sure, and I think it's important, right? Because AI is becoming more and more a thing in different areas in different fields as well and it's sort of like if you're not up to date with ai if you're if you're not sort of future proofing yourself in a way you're gonna get left behind and i feel notion is up to date with these things and keeps updating mm. so if you do get started with notion you can sort of reliably or safely say you're gonna be up to date with some of the more cutting edge stuff yes they do a really good job at like updating and adding new features and Every time you, you get new nice stuff, and it's great. Yeah, and even if some, they don't have something, there's like a large community available to, to help you figure out how to make, make it work with Notion. Um, so yeah, yes, definitely check it out. So the strugglingscientist.com slash Notion, and you write that with... Uh, N-O-T-I-O-N. Yes, Notion. very nice. Um, yeah, so if our listeners have any questions, suggestions, comments, or papers you really need to read, or you want to talk to us about this new productivity series that is going to be within our uh, already existing podcast, you can reach out via our website, thestrugglingscientist.com, and you can also check out our website for some really cool inspired merch, and also sign up for our awesome Journal of the Struggling Scientist newsletter. Uh, you can follow us on our social media, of course. Jaden, which ones are those again? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and... Mastodon. Mastodon, yes. Yes, and for every one of those, you can just go to the strugglingscientist.com slash Twitter slash Instagram and you will find them. Yes. Thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you all next time. Bye. Bye.